Well, please turn back with me in your Bibles this evening to Isaiah chapter 55. Our text for this evening is verses 6 and 7. Isaiah chapter 55, verses 6 and 7. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. And my title tonight is An Invitation to Seek. An Invitation to Seek. I wonder if you've ever played hide and seek. I'm sure the children here tonight, you enjoy playing this game and I'm sure the adults have enjoyed playing it too. Perhaps when you were a child, you enjoyed playing it, or with your own children, or even with your grandchildren. You've enjoyed perhaps uh, playing the game of, of hide and seek, and perhaps they come to you, and, uh, and they'll say to you, you know, please can you come and play uh, hide and seek with me? And then they like to lay down the rules, don't they? Well, what you need to do is you need to stand here, and you need to close your eyes, that's a very important point, and then you need to count to so many seconds, it usually changes if they can't find a place to hide, doesn't it? And then they say, well, once you've reached the, the number of seconds that I've told you about, then you need to tell me that you're coming, and uh, you need to come and find me, and search for me. And so the child comes and invites you, don't they, to come and play hide and seek, well, here in verse 6 of Isaiah 55, we have an invitation to seek. And it's an invitation not from a child to play a fun but sort of light-hearted game, you know, searching for them. But instead, we have a, a serious and a gracious invitation from God to seek him. The verse begins there in verse 6, Seek ye the Lord's. And this evening I want to look at these words of invitation with you and I want us to notice a number of things. And the first thing I want you to notice with me this evening is the object. The object. What is it that we are being invited to seek here? Well, the answer is found there clearly in those opening words. Seek ye the Lord. This is an invitation to look for and to search for the Lord. The object we're to seek is Jehovah. It's God himself. Now we have to say at the beginning that this is no ordinary object. This is evidently therefore no ordinary search that we're being invited to. What we're invited to look for, or more accurately, what, who we're invited to seek, is God himself. Now throughout this uh, book of Isaiah... The Lord has been describing himself and revealing himself and showing his character to the people. He's been showing to, to the people exactly what kind of a God he is like. And you could go through all the pages. You could, go, you could think of Isaiah 40, for example, that wonderful chapter where we have a wonderful description of God. We're told, for example, that he's the creator of the ends of the earth. We're told that he is everlasting. He is the one that sitteth upon the circle of the earth. You can go to chapter 42, for example. We're told that, that he's the one who holds our breath. We're told that there's none that can be compared to him. There's none 
like him. You come to chapter 43, we're told that he is the one who is holy. And he also tells us that he is the saviour. And as I said, you can go all the way through this book and you can pull out all these descriptive words of what this Lord is like, what Jehovah is like. He is a great God. He is a glorious God. And then, of course, you come to chapter 53. And there it tells us about how this Lord sent his servant, who is his son, who would come and suffer and die for his people's sins. And he would do so, he would send him out of love. And it tells us there in those chapters that those who love him and trust him, it's his sins that he died for and bore there upon that cross. And it's this Lord, it's this God that we're invited to seek. I don't know about you, but I often lose things. Perhaps you're like me, you lose things. You lose your car keys, you lose your glasses, you lose your pen. I'm always losing my pen. You never find a pen. Now when we lose something we look for it don't we and depending on what the object is will often depend on how hard we then search for that thing if I lose a free pen that I got in the post I might spend a few moments you know casually looking for it but I'm I'm not too concerned I'm sure it's going to turn up at some point I'm fairly confident on that and anyway it's a free and inexpensive item so I don't look too hard But friends, tonight, if you were to lose a cheque for £100,000 or you were to lose your engagement ring, I'm sure you would look for it and you would look for it and you would look for it until until you turned everything upside down. The value you see of the object influences how hard you search. And here we're told to seek the greatest and the most precious and the most wonderful and the most valuable item in all the world. Because we're told here, seek ye the Lord's. We're to seek him who's the creator of the ends of the earth. We're to seek him who is from everlasting to everlasting. We're to seek him who sitteth upon the circle of the earth, who has all power and all might. The one who holds our breath. The one who says that there is nothing compared to him. We're to seek him. We're to seek the one who stepped into this world and lived a life for us. The Lord Jesus Christ who lived for 33 years a perfect, holy life. The one who lived a sinless life. The one who then went to the cross and died an atoning death. We're to seek him. It's the same Lord. The one who is our saviour. The one who suffered and died bearing the sins of those who trust in him. Friends, let me tell you here this evening, there is nothing more worthy of your time than seeking the Lord. It doesn't matter what you may lose on the way. If you find him and you search for him, you go over a hill and dale to find him. All the gold and all the silver in this world is not worth seeking compared to the Lord's. Now the truth of the matter is, everyone in this world is seeking something. You just watch people hurrying about, hustling and bustling through life. Everything wants, everybody wants something in this life and they're seeking something. You think about even tonight, you think about a young man who perhaps hiding down some alleyway tonight, pushing a needle into themselves, or the lady at a bar drinking at at a nightclub, drinking themselves into a stupor, seeking something, seeking a buzz perhaps, seeking to drown out life and its sorrows and its cares. 
Or perhaps you're like the man who stays up late at the office working away, doing his best perhaps, seeking recognition in this world, seeking achievements, wants to feel that he's done something with his life. What about the businessman wheeling and dealing, hoping to make his millions, seeking wealth and possessions? We could list so many examples, couldn't we? People seeking pleasure or satisfaction or endlessly pursuing and chasing experiences in this world. Everyone seeking something. And yet when you begin to analyse what people are seeking in this world, it's so, it's so small, it's so limited, it's so puny and short-lived, isn't it? They seek and they search, but it never provides satisfaction. And yet here we're being invited to seek the Lord. This is the most noble seeking that anyone can ever undertake. God is the most significant object, if you, if you can put it in that way, that you could ever seek and find. And yet so few seek. Friends, tonight, what about you? What is it that you're seeking? What is it that you're looking for in life? What is it that you're searching for? What is it that you're desperately trying to find? If it's not the Lord that you're seeking, your seeking will be so fruitless and it'll be so, so empty. That's the object that we have to seek. Seek ye the Lord. But notice, secondly, with me, the action. The action. The object we've said is the Lord, but what is it, the action that we're encouraged and invited to do here? Well, the simple answer, as we've said, is to seek, is to look. We've noticed that there in verse 6, seek ye the Lord. Now, when we lose something, it's lost, isn't it? The boys and girls here tonight, you'll know this. You know what it's like to lose something, to lose a toy or a book. And unless you begin to search for it, it will remain lost. And the Lord tells us here that the action that we need to perform is the action of seeking We need to hunt, as it were, and look and and search for the Lord. The word seek there literally means to tread. And the sense here is of treading and walking towards something. It means to come to it. That's the sense of the, the Hebrew word seek here. So we're being encouraged to seek the Lord, to walk towards him, to come to the Lord. Now we need to just clarify something here because when we seek something, usually the object that we're seeking is lost and we're trying to find it. But in this particular case, the one who is lost is not the Lord, but it's us. We're the ones who have wandered away and and got lost. We're like the lost sheep that left the fold. We're like the lost coin. We're like that lost son. We're like Zacchaeus. Remember Zacchaeus, he went to the tree, he climbed the tree. It says that, he, that he, he looked and he sought the Lord. And yet when you come to the end of the passage, what did we read? That the Son of Man came to seek and to save. The Lord was looking for him. You see, Zacchaeus was really the one who was lost as he was looking for Christ. And it's because of our iniquities, isn't it? It's because of our rebellion, because of our deliberate pursuit of sin that we're lost. And so the Lord extends this this gracious invitation to seek him. I'm sure many of you know this about Hebrew poetry, but poetry writers in Hebrew often like to repeat their thoughts. 
but usually in slightly uh, different ways. So they'll put two sentences side by side that say very similar uh, things, but with slightly different angles on, on the same thing. And they make the, these two statements, and that's what we have here in verse 6. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found, it says. And then he follows it up with a second statement. Call ye upon him while he is near. And so you have these, these two, two statements presenting the one same idea, but in, in two slightly different ways. And together they help us have a fuller picture of what is being asked of us. And so with that in the back of their mind, as we look at these things here, you'll see that seeking the Lord is very similar to calling upon him. We know what calling is, don't we? It means to cry out. It means to shout, to make a noise so that someone else can, can hear us. Even a, a small child knows how to call out. Anyone who's ever heard a baby cry knows that even though they can't speak, they know how to cry out, don't they? And often they don't do it at the best of times, do they? But they cry out because they, they want your attention. And they can do it. And so it's a very simple thing to do. And the invitation is here, is that we might seek the Lord, that we might come to him, that we might cry out to him. Just like someone who's in a desperate need or in, or in great danger, they cry for help. Now I said in, in Hebrew poetry, you often get these double statements. Well, in a sense here, we get uh, not just uh, two for the price of one, but we get four. Because the next verse continues with this same theme. The only difference is that in, in verse 7, things are flipped round to give us the negative side, as it were. And he says here that we are to let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. So Isaiah says to us here, look, we are those who are wicked, that we are those who've turned our back and gone our own sinful way. We've pursued our own sinful course of life. And he says we are to forsake and leave it behind and we're to forsake and leave behind our unrighteous thoughts. And the word thoughts there means more than just our, you know, our opinions and, and our ideas. But it's in speaking of our entire mindsets and our purposes in life. What drives us? This denotes then our whole character, a whole direction of life. Proverbs reminds us, doesn't it, that as a, a man thinketh in his heart... So is he. And because we are wicked, our thoughts are perverted and they're twisted. Sin has corrupted our minds. And so the direction and the way of our lives is godless. But the invitation here is to seek and it's to call and it's to forsake. And he says, and return. And friends, tonight here is the great action that is needed from us. And we must do this. And we must do it seriously and diligently. In the book of Jeremiah, we are encouraged to search the Lord with all our hearts. You know, sometimes my children come to me and they say they've lost something. And they say, I can't, can't find it. And then you begin to ask them, you say, well, have you looked here? And they say, yes, yes, I've looked here. Well, what about in this place? And they say, yes, yes, I, I, I've looked there. And you ask them, well, where did you last have it? And, and you go through all the scenarios and they say, I can't find it. And yet you can be guaranteed that the thing they're looking for is staring them right in the face. It's right there where you asked them to look. 
And they didn't really look that hard. They haven't really searched. And friends, we're not to be like that with the Lord. Oh, I searched once. But did you really search? Did you really seek? Let me ask you tonight, have you sought the Lord? Have you sought him with all your heart? Have you cried to him? Sinner, tonight, have you forsaken your old way and turned your back upon your sins and your wicked thoughts? And have you returned to the Lord? Have you done it seriously? Have you searched him with all your heart? Friends, don't be casual. Don't be half-hearted and give up quickly, but seek him. Seek him with all your heart. There's a third thing here, though, I think we could notice from these verses. We've seen the object and the action, but notice the time. The time. When are we to seek the Lord? You notice what verse 6 says here. He says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. You know, sometimes when we're looking for something, there's an optimum time or an optimum moment to look for that thing. I think this is particularly applicable, isn't it, when looking or searching for wildlife, if you think about it, if you enjoy uh, bird watching or wildlife watching. There are optimum times, aren't there, for finding and looking and watching certain animals. Some come out at night. Some are found best at first light and so on. And here the Lord tells us that there is an optimum time for seeking him. And that optimum time, he says, is now. And the reason it's now is because he may be found, he says here. And the reason it is now is because he is near. The first of these phrases here conveys the sense that God has permitted himself to be found. He allows himself to be found. And the second shows to us that God is not distant, he's not far off, but he's close. Now perhaps you've done this when you've been playing hide and seek with a small child. Perhaps at first they can't see you and they can't find you. And so what you do is you think, well, to help speed up the game, I'll just reveal a bit of myself. I'll rustle the curtains that I'm hiding behind or I'll make a bit of a noise and you, and you, in a sense, you, you help the child to be able to find you. And in a sense, God says that's what he's doing. He's doing the same with us. He's revealed himself and he says, look, I'm easy to find. He hasn't deliberately gone to some obscure spot where we're never going to see him or find him. He doesn't say, seek me and, and then make this an impossible command to follow. No, rather the Lord is genuine in his invitation. He says, I'm near. He says, I can be found. Friends, tonight, what a wonderful encouragement this is to seek him. Sometimes when you watch older children playing hide and seek with little children, the older children will think it's funny to go somewhere very remote and very tricky for the young children to find. They play a bit of a, be a bit cruel upon them. And you notice how the young child, after a while, they become discouraged and they soon give up and they, and they get bored because they can't find the older children. But the Lord says to us, look, I'm near. What an incentive that is to to search for me and to seek me. He says, look, I I can be found. And I should spur you on, sinner, tonight to look for him. And there's so many encouragements in God's words, not only here, but throughout the word of God. Jeremiah 29 and verse 13, it says, and ye shall seek me and find me. 
Deuteronomy 4.29, he says, If from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If you seek, you see, he says, I can be found. When you think of the passage in the New Testament, seek and ye shall find. And there are times, aren't there, friends, when God is especially near. There are times when, in a sense, he is easier to be found. And friends, tonight you're in one of those places where he is easier to be found because you're here, you're listening to the word of God. You're listening to it being read and preached tonight. And when God's word is preached, Christ is especially near. You know, when the preacher is in the pulpit, in a sense, Christ stands by his side, by the Holy Spirit, and it's Christ that pleads with you to seek the Lord's. Friends, we sing those words, don't we, sometimes? Have you heard the voice of Jesus softly pleading with your hearts? Have you felt his presence glorious as he calls your soul apart? Sinner, tonight, do you hear the calling of the Lord inviting you to come? The Lord says, seek me, tread towards me, pursue me, come to me. I'm near. I could be found. In actual fact, not only can I be found, you know, my arms of love are wide open to receive you and embrace you. If only you will forsake your way and return to me. You see, in a meeting like this, the Lord is near. Friends, tonight, let me say, don't spurn again his offer to come. Don't come to another meeting when the Lord is present and is near. And he says, seek me, and you refuse to seek. Let me also say to the young people here tonight, let me encourage you to seek the Lord, especially while you're young. Proverbs 8 verse 17 says, Those that seek me early shall find me. You're never too young to start seeking. And you'll know you'll find, boys and girls, that as you get older, it gets harder to seek. As you go through various experiences, people become harder and harder to the gospel. You know, sometimes you'll meet someone who's older and they're grumpy. They didn't always used to be grumpy. When they were a child, they were probably very happy. But experiences has hardened their hearts. And boys and girls tonight, don't wait to seek the Lord. Seek him now. Because he can be found. Because he's near. You know, while we note the, the encouragement here and this incentive to seek the Lord, we also have to note the warning. Because the Lord says, while he may be found. And the inference here is that there will be a day when the Lord will not be found. There'll be a day when he is not near. There's a warning to us here because God's invitation to seek him is not extended to us forever and ever and ever. And there are a number of ways that we could say that this offer, that that this invitation could be taken away from us. We may become incapacitated and lose the function of our minds through accident, perhaps, or some terrible disease. Likewise, the the invitation will all be over when we die. The offer closes then. When you leave this world, the offer is no longer on. When we leave this scene of time, we can no longer come back to this gracious invitation of God. We will not not be able to seek and return to him then. 
the, the, the moment of opportunity will be gone. And similarly, of course, we could add to that, this invitation will be over when Christ comes again. When time will, will cease, then the time to seek the Lord will be over. And so we, friends, do we see this invitation then has a sense of urgency to it. There's urgency in these words. The best time to seek him is now because he is near, because he can be found. And that's why Paul says to us, doesn't he, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. That's why the scriptures say, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. When's the best time to seek him, friend? It's now. Tonight, you can do it even here in this building, even in your heart. Seek him, pursue him, forsake your way, repent of your sin, return to the Lord. And the the wonderful thing is here, as we've been thinking about this, this promise, as we thought about the object, as we thought about the action, and we thought about the time, it doesn't end there because we also noticed lastly this evening that there's a promise. The promise. Notice what it says there in verse 7. It says that for those who seek, those who call, those who forsake their way and their thoughts, and those who return unto the Lord, it says that he will have mercy upon him. And it says, and when you return to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. When we do these things, those of us who've deserved judgments, those of us who deserve nothing but his wrath, he says, look, when you come in repentance, he's going to display mercy. He's going to dispel this, this mercy to you. And not only does he promise mercy, but he says he's going to pardon. He's willing to forgive us our sins and remove our, our guilt from us. And he does it so abundantly, continuously. His pardon is multiplied and multiplied and multiplied so that not one sin is ever left unpardoned or unforgiven. Friends, what a promise this is. That when we seek him, he will forgive all our sin. As I close this evening, let me ask you, are you seeking? Look at this wonderful promise. All your sin dealt with, all the things that have separated between you and your God, the thing that's caused this great distance so that, that you, you are so far away from him and yet he's near and he says, seek. Are you seeking? He says that he can be frowned. Friends, tonight, if you're still in your sin, let me say to you, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near.